You're listening to the Geriatric Mamas Podcast with Jessica Raziri and Sonia Tapley. No, I was actually just going to ask you if it was like just tea. Because no. you were like, I'm drinking no. tea. Okay, so I don't know how to even say this. I'm but... drinking bubbly rosé, so. Oh, yum. So we went to like a summer party at some point. I don't even remember when at this point. And somebody had um, half and half twisted tea. So like the half lemonade and half iced tea. And all of a sudden. Oh, uh, um, Arnold Palmer. is not Yeah, it's an Arnold Palmer. Um, and it is my new beverage of choice. I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure that this will, you know, get kicked to the curb when I find something else I like better. But it's delicious. And it's six. 26 new england time so you know i feel like (laughs) we're recording at a later time than we normally do so here we are with our actual alcoholic beverages yeah so like i know usually it's like during the day and it's just like that awkward Mm -hmm. time because usually it's like well i have to go pick up hayden so yeah not gonna get litty titty and then go get my son it's probably not a good look (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, when we're recording, like, that's definitely not a good look at all. And then when we're recording, sometimes it's not a good look either. So hopefully this episode comes out okay and we don't sound like absolute morons. I might already sound like a moron without alcohol. Who knows? Remember back when we were doing um, Chasing Motherhood and we were doing the – which one was it? I think we were doing a episode on supplements. Yes. And we were drinking was- so much. And like we both put away like a bottle of wine each while yeah. recording. It was yeah. like the world's longest episode. It was like mm-hmm. a three hour long episode. Yeah. Because we kept stopping to refill our glass, go pee. Like I re- peed like- on air. And I feel like I thought, yeah. And I feel like I thought like, yeah, we mm-hmm. nailed that. That was so mm-hmm. good. Right. And then, like, I looked back at the recording. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's like what you think you're saying, right? And, like the reality. What of you what actually, actually sound like? You're like, oh, oh, you like messaged me the next day, and you're like, oh, we might need to redo this. One. Yeah, this might not we're work. Gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to uh, re-record that. It's just yeah. not. It's not happening. Yeah. No. No. But you know what? It's fine. It's fine. At least we know. At least yeah. we knew. There's this girl that I listen to sometimes on YouTube who had this full on like confession episode. And she's like, So I recorded, you know, this episode last night after going to a party and, you know, maybe having a little bit too much fun. And I thought it was going to be the best episode ever because I was having a really good time with it. And then I listened back to it this morning and realized I need to completely redo the whole thing because it's awful. It's terrible. It's embarrassing. So here we go. We're doing it again. Yeah. (laughs) It happens. Oh, man. It's like so I don't know if it's like actually hot in here or if I'm just like hungover. It could be. Might be. It could be a combination. Yep. I'm right. probably definitely am hungover. <laughs> yeah, I know you had an amazing time at Hayden's birthday oh party. God, yes, I have a <laughs> one-year-old. Everybody, that is my update. <laughs> I have a one-year-old. Um, it just feels so weird to say that. It's I know. so weird to say that. Um, but yeah, so like Friday was like the longest day of my life. Mm-hmm. I got up at seven. Well, it's more like six. 30-ish or whatever, but, Mm -hmm. um, and I worked, you know, during the day and then 
like when I was done working, I jumped into like making his birthday cake, making mm -hmm. cupcakes, making chili, cleaning the house, prepping, setting things up. Um, and then Adam was doing the same. He was hunter and gathering and he was setting things up outside. And we literally did not go to bed. Like we were up until like 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. on saturday morning mm -hmm. and at four it was like 4 30 a.m all i remember like i think i was like having like because i was exhausted and i'm a perfectionist and it's just mm -hmm. not a good combination and like i started having kind of like a meltdown because adam used all the haystacks for this backdrop that he built which was beautiful it was yeah, amazing it was really pretty but i had plans to use the haystacks dispersed around not just mm -hmm. all in one section <laughs> oh. and i was like i need a haystack over here i need a haystack over here and i was like freaking out oh and i was God. like so what's gonna go here people are just gonna see all of this and they're gonna turn around and be like oh then you know there would be better if there was a haystack over here <laughs> and like it's like i just don't even remember i was saying all kinds of crazy shit <laughs> and he was like it was like 4 30 a.m and all of a sudden he just looks at me he's like you were acting like a crazy person <laughs> and i was i was yeah. um but then we decided we're like you know what we need to go to bed like we're just bickering because we're exhausted like this is just ridiculous like everything like we just need at least get like a power nap in before we have to get up and you know in a couple right. hours mm -hmm. and so like we went to bed and then i i got up like literally at 7 45 so went to bed like i showered before then went to bed so i probably didn't like fall asleep till like closer to 5 30 almost 6 and then my mm -hmm. alarm went off at 7 45 and then i yeah. think i actually got out of bed at like 8 15 and then um just started like cleaning and prepping and everything and then everybody gets there and somehow we like push through like <laughs> chips like it was the best mm -hmm. day so it was like it yeah it was like so stressful with like getting there but then like Hayden mm -hmm. had so much fun and usually he gets like overwhelmed with big crowds but like he did great he let people hold him he was laughing he was like just having so much fun the whole time mm -hmm. and it was just like so fun seeing him just like playing yeah. with his cousins and opening up gifts and actually like acknowledging like the toys that were yeah. being handed to him he ate so much because it was all his favorite things it was mm -hmm. chicken tenders french fries sweet potatoes applesauce yeah. <laughs> just like a little infant dream yeah it's <laughs> so, so nice when they're yeah. not teething so i'm glad that oh, yeah he had a break from that at least for his birthday yeah. and he got to enjoy for the day sure. for sure mm -hmm. but yeah it was it was yeah. awesome like i'm, I'm exhausted today but like yeah it was so worth it it was yeah, perfect definitely worth it you need a little recovery time you'll get it <laughs> i'm sure but the pictures came out amazing i saw them on instagram and facebook they look awesome i know thanks for that tip by the way sonia was like make sure you get photos of everything before people get there make sure you have someone get a picture of you and hayden Mm -hmm. um, I have like hardly like really have any photos of the two yeah. of us. Like, um, yeah, it's really sad. So I'm glad that um, yeah you said that, and I made sure to to make that happen. So yeah, they came out really yeah. good. Yay! Good. Oh well, God, <laughs> I can't believe Hayden is one either. But I mean, you know, there's just so much to look he's forward doing, to this year too. I'm looking at the baby monitor, and he's currently doing like a headstand. Kind of oh. thing in his crib, his like butt's in his head's like on the floor. 
<laughs> go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> go to sleep, baby. Take a nap. Come on. Yeah. What, oh, what time was his other nap today? <laughs> well, so the whole day has been kind of weird because we kind of like slept in a little bit and then we went to mm -hmm. like a late breakfast, like yeah. early lunch kind of thing. Or actually, it wasn't really, it was actually normal lunchtime. <laughs> so now that I think about it. Um, and yeah. then he took his like nap around two. Um, so theoretically he should be fine, but he was acting kind of fussy and rubbing his eyes, which is usually his way of saying he's tired, Yeah, but he's kind of fighting it right now. So yeah. but he'll take a power nap and then he'll be up for a couple more hours and then it's he'll bedtime. Rally before bedtime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, my update this week <sighs> is not anywhere near your update. Like yours is amazing. Hayden's birthday party was so cute. And he was adorable. And you guys looked amazing. Um, but Annabelle and I had extra time together during the week this week because mm -hmm. my grandmother wanted to go to the Freiburg Fair. They go every year. Um, and so I had Annabelle a little bit more time. And we spent so much time at the parks. Um, and she started saying sentences, like full-on sentences. I think it was like Wednesday. It officially started. And it was so bittersweet because it's something that you cheer them on for and you want them to do so that you, so that they don't get upset instead of trying to communicate with you. But at the same time, I'm yeah. like, oh, my gosh, like a thousand firsts just flew by in like one day. You know, because you're like hearing them say new, you're hearing her say new words, but you're also hearing her say all these sentences and it's just crazy. Um, but one at one time when we were at the park, there was this lady, she was there with her toddler um, and both Annabelle and her toddler wanted to be on the swings. So we were standing together for a while, just like pushing the babies on the swing. And um, she it turned out she was actually pregnant with her second child and she's from Russia. And, um, she was here, I think in America when she had her first child and she was telling me how she had like a really bad induction experience. Um, it didn't work and it took forever and it took her over a year to recover from the process and she didn't end up having a C-section at all. She just ended up like having the baby eventually. It took like a really long time. Um, so I guess she's like still pretty traumatized from her induction. And she was basically asking everyone at the park, like all the moms at the park, like if they would rather have an elective C-section, if they had it to do over again, because she's thinking that she wants to, <laughs> but she's unsure of it because in Russia, I guess she's heard so many horror stories about C-sections because like women, like they don't try to make it like the scar small. They kind of like, mm -hmm. it's a lot different, I guess the way they do things in Russia. So she's kind of scared of C-sections as well. <laughs> so she's like, what would you do? And I was like, if I had it to do all over again, given the circumstances, if like I needed to be induced and I wasn't just going into labor naturally, I think I would just have the C-section. And she was like, really? And like, why? Like I told her and she was like, okay. And like, I heard her asking, like, I think the next person who ended up on the swing and they said the same thing. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Well, like, <laughs> why would she have it? Sorry. I might've missed this part. Yeah. Um, 
my mind just went somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's back. laughs> Why would she have to do it in Russia if she's here? Why can't she just do it here? Oh, no. Is she just, she here just heard. She just didn't know how C-sections are oh, here. Oh, yeah, got it. Okay. Because she, she was like, picturing most how Most of they her were. family and okay. friends are in Russia or have their babies in Russia. And like, so she knows what that experience is like just from hearing it from them. But in mm-hmm. America, she feels like it might be different. And by the sounds, it is. Because I mean, with my C-section... They tried to just make it make my incision as small as possible. I feel like that was their goal mm-hmm. was to make my incision as small as possible, given the size that they thought Annabelle was and, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Just they make it mine was if I hadn't been induced, I feel like it would have been like quick and painless aside from needing medicine to make it painless. I, not to like scare people because like I'm the same. Like I would yeah. I would hands down 100 percent have a c-section again yeah um and but like um i just i saw this the other day not to like Mm. scare people of c-sections but i didn't even know that this could happen i saw something where somebody was saying that um the doctors accidentally cut their baby yeah Mm -hmm. i didn't know that could happen yeah i know someone very close who their placenta was cut during the c-section and so the baby and I don't know if this is like, if this is 100% accurate, it's been a while now, um, but the placenta was cut and apparently the baby needed a lot of blood. So they had to have a lot of blood transfusions because oh, of God. all the blood <sighs> loss. Yeah. And of course, like, it's not safe for the mom in that situation either. But she no. was okay. The baby was the one in this situation that needed the help. I mean, there's was no... Was the baby okay, ultimately? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's okay. He's fine. But it was like, you know, scary. So that's so scary. Right. I mean, doctors make mistakes all the time. Like they're human, you know, it's just hard to think about. But even like knowing that, because it's like the thing, it's like, you know, there's risk with everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like even having the baby, like quote unquote, naturally. Right. Um, I say quote unquote because I feel like all the time it's like induction and, you know, yeah. it's like induction it's not isn't always really like yeah. supernatural, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But like, you know, there's complications with everything, mm-hmm. you know? But um, yeah, it's just when I, you know, when I hear like what my sister in law like went through, like, mm-hmm. I know she like, you know, had a lot of healing that needed to happen mm-hmm. and we've heard of like like natalie you know mm-hmm. what natalie was saying that happened yeah. to her with her freaking mm-hmm. vagina fell out yeah um and then like my friend gabe like had some issues and it's mm-hmm. just like she, she's gonna be on soon we need to get her scheduled but yeah um i don't know so i think of like the alternative and she actually yeah she'll be fun to talk to because i think she had a c-section with her second mm-hmm. i believe i could be wrong mm-hmm. i might be making this up Gabe, please correct me. She will. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I've heard from people who have done both and they literally are like, oh, I wish my first was like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it would have been so yeah. much easier. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's a personal preference, but like I'm glad that mine worked out the way that it did because hearing yeah. of all these other horror stories, mm-hmm. um, it was just – it was so easy. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. We had no complications yeah. with the C-section part. That's for sure. Yeah, so this week's episode, welcome to Geriatric Mamas, by the way, (laughs) Um, this week's episode, 
Yes. We're doing Welcome. a podcast. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello. So actually, we do have one more thing, um, a news story that Jessica found before we get into oh the my topic. God. Yeah. So my friend Robin actually sends me a text and it's like to this thing that she saw on Instagram. And it was like a People magazine article mm-hmm. about this woman who had undergone <clears throat> IVF. And the pharmacy mixed up her medication with abortion medication. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so just, just like, you know, um, I'll just like read like kind of like a first part of this article. Mm-hmm. Like um, a Las Vegas woman undergoing IVF to expand her family was mistakenly given abortion medication, not fertility medication by her mm-hmm. local pharmacy, terminating her pregnancy in its early stages. They just killed my baby, Tamika Thomas told eight, eight news now, both my babies, because I transferred two embryos. The mom of four had been undergoing in vitro fertilization, a lengthy process in which fertilized embryos are implanted in the uterus to lead to a a successful pregnancy, according to the Mayo Clinic. Well, thanks Mayo Clinic for that definition. (laughs) Um, She and her husband had turned to IVF after having her fallopian tubes removed and they had paid for the expensive procedure out of pocket. Oh my God. I actually didn't know Mm -hmm. that part. Yeah. Thomas had just had two embryos transferred when she went to pick up her medication to help her body think it's pregnant. Um, Yeah. But pharmacy technician at her North Las Vegas CVS gave her, oh God, how do you say this? Miss, Miss, uh, Misoprostol. Yeah. I'm not M I S O P R O S T O L instead, (laughs) which is used for medication abortion, according Mm -hmm. to the national Institute of health. So they potentially like killed two babies, not just one because they could have both. She could have had twins. Yeah. And let me say something about like, the whole like out of pocket thing. I know I've really drove that home, you know, with my whole experience because mm-hmm. all of our shit was out of pocket. Yeah. It's like 10 to 20 grand mm-hmm. for one round mm-hmm. of IVF. And a lot of the expense is the medications. It's not right. necessarily just the procedure itself. Right. And obviously like the lab and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. adds up, but the medications alone like mm-hmm. there was one injection was close to eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Like it's expensive as shit, mm-hmm. and so it's like you're paying for all this out of pocket, and then to just have like a pharmacy. And um, I'm sure they're gonna say it in the article, but the thing that I read, apparently the the pharmacy was just like, "Oops, sorry, sorry." Like, that's literally right. it. Sorry, right. Oops. they said, "Yep, they apologize." Nothing else. No, like you just all of your life, not like life savings, but that's a lot of money. Right. Or Mm -hmm. maybe it is life savings to some, like it's a lot of money. Right. And then like to just have, and like down the drain. Right. And then, and then not to mention all the physical stuff your you just put your body through. Right. Just for the pharmacy to say, oops, sorry. Right. And then they didn't even get, they didn't even, um, lose their like license or anything. They literally just had to pay a 10,000 dollar fine which is basically just like a slap on the hand like right right oh and yeah it's don't like, do that again <laughs> and they blamed it on i think being understaffed and all of that and you know there's just 
there's so much that pharmacies are supposed to do when they're handing out medicine and it's called out in the article like if they had asked her if she'd ever taken the medication before and then explained to her how to use it and what to expect which is normal protocol then she would have caught on to the fact that they were giving her the wrong medication and said oops i think we need to go back and talk to the doctor because i guess the reason why they gave her that medication to begin with is because um according to the article the pharmacist couldn't read the doctor's handwriting for the prescription so call the doctor yeah, it's on right? the it's on the letterhead yeah. it says it, and also right. it it should be on fertility clinic letterhead like mm -hmm. you know what i mean it should say yeah. like something about fertility health or whatever you would think i don't really know right. what, what, where she went Mm -hmm. But like, then call if you don't know the handwriting call. Like, I don't understand right. how that's a that's a justified reason. Right. And the worst part so to me, because I just like was reading this and like understanding everything. The worst part to me is that this happened in 2019, and she's like, per statute of limitations, she's not able to obviously sue them anymore. So I don't know the whole story and like why she didn't want to sue initially. Maybe I don't know. Could have been any reason, I guess. I thought it, mm -hmm. Statue of Limitations was like 20 years or something. Might be for different things. 12. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Maybe that's just for rape. Maybe <laughs> for know. murder. I don't know. For murder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that is so fucked up. She sends me that text and I literally got this like ball in my throat and then yeah. just like wanted to vomit. And she's like, sorry to meet upset. I was like, no, like, I'm glad you sent sent this. It just was so fucked up because I was just, I instantly was putting myself in that situation right, and how I would have felt. Uh -huh. And like, I would have like, oh God, I would have, I don't even know. I don't even want to think mm -hmm. about it. It's just so ugly. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's awful. Yeah. The grief that they must have experienced is beyond yeah and it just happened in 2019 you mm -hmm. said too a little right. bit ago um mm -hmm. well i think off air but yeah and so it's like it's just now coming to surface mm -hmm. and so we're all like hearing about it and pissed off about it now but it's like you know and now she's having to relive it right you know right yeah <laughs> i don't know why it's coming to surface now but it's interesting for sure yeah That's but anyways, so we just had to share that because that is something that has just recently been shared. I think it's like Jessica said, people. That's yep. where the initial Instagram post was. I don't know yeah. if they're the ones that, it, you know, firsthand yeah. aired it, but mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. So <laughs> this week's episode is all about coping with the trauma of infertility after successfully having a baby. Um, so... This is something that I've kind of been, you know, hearing about a lot recently. And there was an article that I came across. Um, it's by the New York Times by Regina Townsend, who's the founder of the Broken Brown Egg Infertility Wellness um, and Community or Infertility Website and Community. Sorry. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm just going to like read a little section of that to get a full understanding of what we mean by trauma after by infertility trauma after having a baby successfully so infertility changes how you see yourself and the world somewhere along the journey many of us stop feeling as though it's something that is happening to us but instead begin to believe that it's a part of who we are you become used to living in a constant state of fluctuating despair and hope 
And this doesn't turn off when and if you get pregnant. It doesn't turn off when you hear or see the heartbeat. My son is three. I'm still trying to turn it off. Six months into motherhood, I felt as if I was in quicksand. I'd gotten through infertility, gotten past failed adoption, braced my way through IVF and a C-section. I should have felt invincible, but instead I was numb. I felt as if the other shoe would drop at any moment. I had to pay for the victory that was my son, didn't I? That was the routine of the roller coaster infertility had been for us. No success without swift defeat. I relate to this so much. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just sitting here like nodding as you're you're reading that. Um yeah, I feel like I'm constantly waiting for the the other shoe to drop like mm-hmm. as an example actually like last <laughs> week or whatever i sent you the picture of so i randomly found this like little mole that popped up it was like this whole freckle or little mole or something that popped up on hayden's wrist mm-hmm. and like i'm like i don't remember seeing that first i thought it was like 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 dirt or something but mm-hmm. it wouldn't wash off and so i was like i don't remember seeing this before and so I send it to Sonia and I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm kind of freaking out. And then I did that thing where I Googled like, what does, you know, skin cancer look like on babies? And it's mm-hmm. just like, because my mind immediately goes to like the absolute worst, right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I have this healthy baby and he hasn't been sick once since being born. He hasn't had anything. And yeah. like, of course, it's like, there's, it's going to be this big thing. Like, why do I get to keep him? I don't get to keep him. Right. That's not how my story goes. It's not yeah. just a victory and it's a win. It's the roller coaster of the defeat, like she was saying. It's yeah. like the yay. And so it's like, I'm constantly waiting. It's not, I don't want to say I'm waiting for it, but I guess I, without meaning, without meaning to, it's just mm-hmm. where my mind goes that it's like, right. something bad is going to happen because that's, yeah. That's how that's been my story for four years. Right. Exactly. It doesn't go away. (laughs) Yeah. No, I hear you. And like for us, I guess, you know, the four years are trying naturally and like that hope of Mm -hmm. like the possibility of being pregnant every month. And like if your period is late by like 14 hours or like however many, you know, hours and you're just like taking pregnancy test after pregnancy test and just waiting for that line to show up. And, you know, I mean, I think just like that hope and then that loss every month, even when you didn't actually have a positive. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, being able to go through the IVF process and then um, having an embryo, I lost it like crying like a few times while the embryo was frozen sitting in a lab somewhere waiting to be transferred because um, like I just had that fear that it wouldn't implant, you know, and like Mm -hmm. I was mostly positive about the whole situation knowing that ultimately she would implant, but you still have the strong chance that it won't. Mm -hmm. And I always say Mm -hmm. we never had a doubt that it would work because we really didn't. But then I think a part of me, you know, was just like the reality is Mm -hmm. it might not work. And when that Mm -hmm. would strike me on a day when I was feeling extra emotional, I would just like sit there and like lose it for a few hours and like try to pick myself back up. So, you know, all of that. And then, you know, and I know you have a lot to share about like when you were pregnant and stuff, but the whole first trimester with Annabelle, I was losing it. Like, I remember we got the po- the positive test and we were so excited and so happy and we knew it was happening and um, we knew everything was okay. Um, I remember 
like two days after I went in for our first ultrasound and saw her heartbeat, I was told that my thyroid was slightly off. And I, of course, mm. went down that same Google <laughs> chain mm-hmm. of what like this mean? all the possible things that could go wrong. And I was just yeah. like emotionally paralyzed and I had to call out of work and I called my midwives and I was basically like, look, I need another ultrasound. I need to know that her heartbeat is okay and blah, blah, blah. So they fit me in that day and I got to see her her heartbeat again. And then I kind of felt better and, you know, we were still taking the progesterone. So that made me feel better too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just was always checking for blood, always checking to see Mm -hmm. if I was bleeding. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, thank God that never came. Um, but you know, I think my entire pregnancy had little things like that. And I would be like calling my midwives, you know, like, um, hello. Yeah. It was like, we broke up like, because it was, yeah. Like when we got pregnant, you saw the positive sign, the positive line and immediately like so excited. But then there's that like feeling and the pit of your stomach of like, but like, am I allowed to be excited? Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be let down again. Um, and so it's like that constant fear. And then it's like, you know, called my fertility clinic, got blood work. The numbers were climbing. This is great. Maybe this mm-hmm. is our moment. Um, but then it was like the first ultrasound. You have to wait a few weeks before because, you know, before they can see anything. Mm-hmm. And um, we basically how I got through that because it was like, I had so much anxiety, like just like waiting. I was just like, so afraid because I think I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was waiting for the bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to get through it is we were taking, we were, were creating like small little wins, like small little victories. Mm-hmm. And so like the first, um, ultrasound appointment, it was like, you know, first we need the first ultrasound. Like we need to know that this is okay. This is good. Mm-hmm. Cause I was afraid like, what if it's like, um, and it, uh, oh God, I'm going to say this ectopic, 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 yes. ectopic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like what if it's ectopic? Like I was so afraid that that could be a thing. And so we go to the ultrasound. I was so nervous all the way up and then we left. It wasn't, it planted, it implanted perfectly. Everything looked great. And we were like, yay, that's a win. And then it was like the next, um, like victory we had to like work for the next goal was like the heartbeat. And so we literally broke up every appointment Mm -hmm. as like small little wins because to think of like the, the, like, you know, it was February and then to think about like, Oh, we have to wait till October to see if this works out, you know, (laughs) like, which is too much. So it's like, I had to literally break it down and, and it helped because it was like, it gave us the, um, to us, it gave us the the green light to celebrate the mm-hmm. small wins. Yeah, you know, so it wasn't us being like, "Yay, we're pregnant!" Like, yeah, we were, mm-hmm. but we were celebrating small little wins along the way. And yeah. it's like we're allowed to celebrate this win because this worked out. This was a good appointment. We're going to celebrate this win, but now we need to wait for the next one. And yeah, now we're allowed to celebrate this win. So it's like, yeah, psychologically, that's how we had to do it because, it, yeah. Yeah, checking. And I was still checking. I was afraid to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I would like hold my pee for so long because <laughs> I yeah. was afraid because I would be convinced that like, sorry, snoring pug in background. Yeah. I was convinced that I was going to see red 
Yeah. And I was just like so afraid to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And yeah, that doesn't that doesn't really work well when you're pregnant. You have right. to go to the bathroom. You right. can't hold your face. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think once we got past like the 12 week mark, I think I ordered one of the baby Dopplers on Amazon oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. that was nice. It was really good because like her heartbeat was her heartbeat was always really strong. Um, So, I mean, it might take me a few minutes to find it when she was like a tiny, tiny little blueberry in there or whatever, you know, <laughs> but yeah. um, but it was nice to have that for sure. That was really yeah. helpful. Yeah, I highly recommend um, a baby Doppler for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anybody, but like, especially people that had struggled before and then finally mm-hmm. got pregnant because that I literally, I listened to his heartbeat every single night. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I had to yeah. because it was just, and then it was like, like you said, when they're really tiny, it's kind of hard to find them. And then like mm-hmm. when I wouldn't hear it, I'd be freaking out and then Adam yeah. would try and then we'd find him and we're like, oh, okay, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. um, because to wait, like, you know, I got a lot of um, ultrasounds more than most people. You, yeah. you did too. Cause we went through fertility clinics, but like when you just yeah. go through like a normal OB, mm-hmm. you don't typically get as many, you know, um, right. in the beginning. Right. But you yeah. do when you're going through fertility. So even that wasn't enough for me. Like I still needed more. So just right. having that like at home is like a go-to, like yeah. anytime I would like convince myself that, you know, something was wrong or it wasn't, you know, whatever, I would just listen to that. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, yes, he's yeah. here. He's still here. We're good. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. yeah. And I remember too, cause Mike and I wanted to do the whole like all natural thing. So I went through midwives for my pregnancy and then, you know, obviously we gave birth in a hospital and all that, but, um, I was like in this place where like most geriatric mamas don't go. It's like, most of the time you're a lot younger. So I kind of had to advocate for myself a little bit. You're like, like Who, whose grandmother is that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Why is that lady walking down the hallway towards the exam room? I don't understand what's happening. No, this is a nursing home. Yeah. Sorry. So they were my original like schedule for C-sections after fertility clinic, like it was so scary. It was like basically, so I get down with the fertility clinic, basically having like three ultrasounds between like implantation and like being sent over to a normal, you know, doctor. I have my schedule and basically they just want me to go in like once to confirm that I'm pregnant because they don't know me. And then at my 20 week scan, And then, like, once again at, like, I think 36 weeks or something, and then Mm -hmm. maybe right before birth if necessary was their plan. And I was like, okay. So I think we were, like, getting up to – it was, like, one of my exams in between, you know, the initial meeting and the 20-week. And I was like, listen, um, I'm, you know, older. (laughs) I had to go through IVF to have this baby. And again – for the hundredth time, she was our only embryo. And so I don't have another embryo to just put up on in there. So um, could we please schedule another ultrasound? Because I need to make sure, you know, everything's okay between now and 20 weeks. Mm-hmm. And so she like, I hear her go out in the hallway and she's like, um, this lady is almost oh 40. Oh my God. <laughs> Why did they do that? First of all. <laughs> I know, but she goes out to like the office desk and it's like right down the hallway. So she's not, she's like yelling. She's like, um, I have a patient who's like almost 40 and 
So, you know, she's an older mom, and I really think I really think we should get another ultrasound on the schedule for her. Can you please call ultrasound and get another one scheduled for her? I repeat, she's an older mom. Older mom. And at this point, we I have a dinosaur giving birth. Basically, and I was just really happy at that time that there was no one else besides us and me in the building because it was just like this little so awkward. No, I only ever oh saw, I think, God. maybe two or three people ever going in and out at the same time as me because most people just go to the OBGYN for, or, you know. <laughs> I don't um, know. But why do they, why do doctors do that? Like the nurses especially do that. Like, like they think that like, there's like this like wall of glass or like just like a door right. is going to like right. be so soundproof. Right. And then they just like holler out the hall. <laughs> I have a lady here who, and you're like, are you she's, kidding? Like she's really fucking old and she needs another episode. <laughs> I have a lady that turned a dried up raisin into a fetus. She's wanting another ultrasound. Sorry, yeah, I told her. I told her she was due and it wasn't due for another three weeks. But this old battle axe is insisting to get in. I'm choking on my iced tea. Oh, my God. And I snorted. And I, like, come back, like, the, the open up the glass. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We can fit you right in. Exactly. <laughs> we'll fit you in tomorrow at 9 p.m. So that just happened. You're just like, anymore. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we just want to shut this lady up, so we're going to get her in tomorrow <laughs> at noon. <laughs> God. So I guess for me, it was really, like, being the advocate for myself and, like, you have to be. Yeah. That's a big one that a lot of um, the fertility bloggers that I was following, that's like one point that they drove home a lot mm -hmm. that I noticed was be an advocate for yourself because mm -hmm. like the doctors and the nurses, like, you know, I'm not saying that they don't care. Yeah. But like they see this every day, you know, right. and so like to them, something is normal and not a big deal, but it's like to us, you know, especially if this is your first, like, it is a big deal, you mm -hmm. know, and you don't know. And so if you don't know, ask. If you right. are confused by something, mm -hmm. you know, ask somebody to help you figure it yeah. out. Um, yeah, definitely be an advocate for yourself <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, what are you so at? Advocate, advocate for yourself, be your own advocate, and, you know, celebrate the little milestones. And, yeah. you know, I think just – and those can be whatever you decide that they should be, mm -hmm. basically. I mean, you, your partner, what else? Well, I know. Um, so this is kind of like going backwards a little bit because I feel like we kind of moved on to talking about happier things or funnier things. <laughs> That's totally Dinosaurs good. Dinosaurs in a waiting room. Yeah. But um, just when mentioning like the whole waiting room thing, um, this was actually before I got pregnant and um, – so something that like I never really like thought about is like, you know, when you're when you're struggling with infertility and you go to a fertility clinic and you're you've been like, you know, going through like all these different treatments and, you know, every time you go, you have to like wait in the waiting room. So it's like not everybody that shows up there. Well, everybody that shows up there obviously like, you know, is needing fertility help, but not everybody's at the same um, 
same stage as you, right? Like not everybody's at the point where they're trying to get pregnant. There's some people that successfully got successfully got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so I remember like, um, I started feeling bitter and angry and frustrated Mm -hmm. when people would show up with like a baby or like show Mm -hmm. up when they were pregnant and like, and I would just be like so frustrated. And I almost felt like they were like rubbing it in my face. And I'm like, don't bring kids to an infertility like mm-hmm. waiting room. It's so rude, you know, because yeah. I would feel some kind of way about it. And it would just be so hard and uncomfortable. But it's like, that's just how your mind works when you're going through that. You know, mm-hmm. it's like they're not doing anything to me. They're getting checked out. They went through right. everything I just went through. Yeah. Like they're, you know, doing the same. But it's like, it's just such a dark place, you know? And then like being on the other side of it now, suddenly I'm one of those ladies. Mm -hmm. And I remember then sitting in the same seat, but now I'm pregnant. And now I'm looking around the room at the people that were where I was just a few months ago. And now I'm feeling bad that I are, do they think, are they, and they might be, they probably are thinking that I'm rubbing it in their face with my giant pregnant belly, you know? And it's like, (laughs) I probably was because I was hitting everything that was around me. So I probably was smacking them in the face. Just walking through, but but yeah, like I don't know. It's just yeah. um Yeah. I know. Do you watch have you watched um Virgin River? On some Netflix? of it. Yeah, some of it. I, I've watched the first season. Sorry, Cheech is coughing. You need to get into it. Um you need to get into it again because like especially like the most recent episodes. I don't want to mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna like spoil it or anything, but there's actually a scene that is kind of a similar thing to yeah. that. Like she she ends up having like a miscarriage and mm. um she doesn't she doesn't wanna go in she's like waiting to go into like her um like the OB or something like the waiting mm-hmm. room and she like didn't want to go in right away she wanted to wait because she they showed up like early for her appointment she's like wait I don't want to go in right now like let's just wait and she's like everybody in there like look at them they're all happy they're planning their families they're planning the future like they're all pregnant she's like I'm going there for a completely different thing and I just yeah. I can't be around that right now and I just yeah. like it just was like very like you know yeah. so I know I know I'm not the only one that was like yeah. feeling that you know right. but right. yeah Virgin River is really good there's yeah. like what three seasons? Yeah, now, I, I need think? to rewatch it because I don't remember. It's, it's been a while. I need to rewatch it. Like, like with Sweet Magnolias, I basically rewatched season one, and then it was amazing. The whole like the rest of the show. So I need to go back yeah. and do that. But yeah, and then I think it also extends obviously beyond pregnancy. Like for me right now with Annabelle, she's two, almost two and a half. At the end of November, she'll be two and a half, and I think I just have a little bit more fear than a lot of parents in terms of anything that could go wrong but at the same time like I still encourage her to do you know any and all things she wants to do just I try to be there and like maybe I'm a little (laughs) bit more hands-on um but you know like I used to have like these crazy fears when she started running around and like when she started getting strong enough to try to like get out of our arms and like go run around and she still does this I would like worry that she would get away from us and she runs so fast that it's hard to it's hard to get her when you need to i worry she would just like run out in the road and like right in front of a car or something and like i just have these like internal panic attacks like we were at when remember when you were home and we went to this mexican restaurant we went there like again a couple weeks ago Mm-hmm. it's on like this really busy street like granted there's a huge parking lot with plenty of like buffer space 
if she were to get away from us, like to run and grab her. But I was sitting there eating and Mike was outside with Annabelle so she could get some wiggles out. And I just like had this moment sitting there like, oh, my God, she could get away from him and like she could end up in the road. And like we had just read that Mm -hmm. article about the girl who like was laying in the road and got hit by the truck. And I was just having this moment and then Mike comes in and I'm like, and he like everything was okay and i was like i was just having like this internal panic attack that she could get away from you and like get hit by a car and he's like everything's fine like i'm fine mm-hmm. annabelle's fine she's not gonna get away from me i'm not gonna let that happen and i'm like yeah oh, okay but it's like mm-hmm. those things and i i just wonder if moms and i know that a lot of moms who had babies naturally without having to go through IVF treatment or fertility. I know a lot of moms have those moments, those panic attacks. Um, But, you know, I just think that because of everything that we went through, just the, the thought of that other shoe dropping sometimes Mm -hmm. creeps up on me and I'm like, it gets the best of me. And, you know, Mm -hmm. just sitting there staring at the floor, thinking of the worst possible thing that could happen. Yeah. You know, no, for sure. And just like, I'm not going to like spend a lot of time on this because we talked about it a lot in our last episode, but mm-hmm. um, I want to like add something like kind of correct myself and add something to what we were talking about last week when we mentioned the girl who got hit. Um, I know I had a lot of things to say and a lot of hard like um feelings towards the driver so i was like talking to adam about it and um shared everything and he was just like listen he's like do we know how far away that she was from when he saw her do we know if the road was windy did he come up on a Mm -hmm. hill Mm -hmm. he's like how big is this truck how heavy is it how Mm -hmm. can he slam on the brakes and and safely stop Mm -hmm. And like, and I'm like, well, I would have just gone off in a ditch. I would have done this. I would have done that. And he's like, it's easy to say that Mm -hmm. when you're not the one behind the wheel. It's easy to say that as an onlooker. So I just want to like put it out there that it's like, I have all these feels because it's like, one, it's fucking Mm -hmm. awful. It's devastating. Yeah. Um, But like, you know, I wasn't there and I don't know. And it could be anything. And honestly, I just want somebody to blame. (laughs) Like somebody needs to take accountability. It's fucked up. Right. And so like, I just want to put, put that correction out there for anybody that's listening. It's like, obviously I I know, I don't know the whole story. I don't know all the details. I would love Mm -hmm. to know all the details and really understand what happened, but it's like to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I'm sure like he's, fucked up in the head too right now you know because of this he's probably traumatized as well so i'm not gonna you know go on forever about it but i just wanted to put that out there because Mm -hmm. um i know i was like really aggressive (laughs) about him so really really judgy so i just kind of want to yeah make sure i clear that up (laughs) yeah i mean you know yeah i think your mind went where you know like probably the majority of people want to know like what exactly that scenario was and it wasn't shared in the article either like no it wasn't so your imagination is going crazy mm -hmm. and you're just like assuming all the shit you know right right so when i was reading this article about like the trauma of coping with infertility after successfully having a baby i was reading it and like the you know the whole thing about like having these like when's the other shoe gonna drop or whatever is actually part of postpartum depression or something is what it said i believe it really it's like it's post well it's probably post-traumatic stress disorder i agree with that i agree with that yeah yeah for sure because like you know and like 
Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. literally like you've experienced so much loss. You experience like that roller coaster goes Mm -hmm. up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, and you just assume that that's, it's the down is coming, you know, the down is coming. Um, absolutely. And you relive and it's like, especially, you know, it's like, well, I remember the last time that I did this, this happened, you know? And so like, yeah. And you just are afraid. Yeah. Right. It, so it's absolutely probably something that. that like therapy could help with. And you know, oh, well, like <laughs> I I absolutely need therapy. Am I in therapy? No, you're my no. therapist. Right. My husband's my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> so not Same. healthy, but Same. but that's what's I, happening. <laughs> once a week or no, it's gotten less now, but like once a <laughs> month, maybe I'm like just just need to vent. Blah 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 and blah blah and then you know you read it and you have like a real honest thoughtful opinion so you are you know my therapist so thank you for yeah. that I appreciate You're it my However, therapist as well <laughs> I was going to actual therapy virtually with like a really good one here in Maine um, for a few months when I realized that I might have like some postpartum anxiety slash rage text, rage text issues, (laughs) like anger management, like type of things like she was working with me on. But like, I think, um, you know, eventually with like my work schedule and, you know, Annabelle and all the things, all the extracurricular activities, it just wasn't like feasible anymore. But I mean, I think, what she gave me was really helpful. So, I mean, it also put a lot in per- into perspective. So, right. And sometimes that's like all you need, you know right. what I mean? Perspective. Like, like yeah. it doesn't have to always be like an ongoing routine thing. Mm-hmm. Can that be like more beneficial? Absolutely. But like, mm-hmm. even just going like a couple times, like learning different coping mechanisms, learning mm-hmm. about different, you know, how to like handle certain situations yeah. in a better, you know, better. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you add it all to your, your little, uh, toolbox right sorry there was and a also, fly like and I'm like what are you doing Maybe yeah <laughs> and also for me too yeah. I think when I was like having my rage text period of life it was also because like for me what was really helpful was having that person that wasn't my friends or family to just talk through the same exact things over and over again because like right. you knew what was going on you didn't need to hear it a thousand times and you had already given me your thoughts and your opinions and like they were helpful but sometimes you just have to like work through it more than once (laughs) so you know so like there's those other reasons for therapy too and I think I got all of that you know out of my system whatever it it was I mean but now we kind of realized it could have just been a need for cycle syncing and putting you know life as a priority as opposed to doing all the mostest yeah, I probably could benefit for some from some therapy. Like I feel like I definitely don't think I'm like over anything by mm-hmm. by all means. Like I definitely have, you know, I still have those moments where I'm like creeping into his room and putting my head all the way down to listen or like, are you breathing? <laughs> like, yeah, is everything like okay? it still happens. Yeah, it still mm-hmm. happens. So I don't know. I guess I'm just like hoping it'll eventually like go away. It'll stop. Yeah. I think I was like thinking about like um somebody said it wasn't it like every it takes like three years for every year Mm -hmm. like for something that's like traumatic that happens. oh I haven't heard this yeah and I could be like saying this incorrectly but I think it's something where it's like for every year like I think I initially heard it as like if you have a broken heart so it's like for every year that you were with that person then it takes like three years Mm -hmm. to like get over them or whatever but I'm applying it to like trauma 
yeah. like infertility trauma. So I mm-hmm. feel like I was thinking like, okay, so like for four years, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot that of makes fucking sense. time. No, but that so like that means sense. right. So like that means like four years. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be like what? Like it's gonna take me like twenty years to get over this. I'll be I dead mean, by then. Right. I guess so. Right? Maybe. Yeah. So maybe we need to start. No, I won't. I won't be dead. <laughs> no, you won't be dead in twenty years. We're not that geriatric. We're not no. actually dinosaurs. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'll but, be like ninety four. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah, I don't know so, so I just feel like I'm like well if I could just like wait it out then I'll mm-hmm. eventually get over it yeah but that's probably not the healthiest <laughs> choice but it's true <laughs> things take time like yeah anything takes time like mm-hmm. anything I don't want to say it but like I'm thinking of like death and like you know just yeah. like the things that happen in life the time heals all life. wounds exactly yeah. time heals exactly. all wounds so what have we come up with celebrating the milestones during pregnancy Mm-hmm. A baby Very Doppler. A baby Doppler. For sure. Um, what was the next thing? There was another one. And then time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like it was a really good one, too. Mm-hmm. We said... Oh, therapy! Therapy! No, that wasn't it. It wasn't was it? it. It was. No. It was. Okay, well, so, it should be it. Okay, so therapy <laughs> is one. So yeah. we've got... Okay, so we've got... Celebrating months, milestones during pregnancy. We've got yeah. making sure you have a baby Doppler. Um, mm-hmm. oh, oh, being an advocate for, for yourself. Yes. yes. Okay. That was it. Be your own advocate, <laughs> but also do the advocating. Like, don't yeah. just be your own advocate. Actually right. do the advocating. And then also therapy. And then also time heals everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. those are so good. Look at us. They are good. And now hopefully tomorrow when you go back and listen to this and start editing, you're not like, oh, wow, we sound like drunk. Slop <laughs> <laughs> kebabs. No, no promise. No promises. I know. I know. This is what you get when we record after 6.30 p.m. Apparently. Yeah. It's when the geriatrics get loose. It goes from coffee to cocktails. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Well, on well, that note, <laughs> we're going to end this episode right here. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next week. Do we know what our topic is for next week? Are we just kind of like going by the seat of our pants at this point? We're going to go by the seat of our pants, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, tune in. It's a surprise. It's going to be such a good one. We're, we're also going to be surprised when we find out what it's about. Yes. We are going to be surprised and delighted both. Follow, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend. We need your support. All of your support. All of your support. Yes. For more info, you can check out our website at www.geriatricmamas.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at geriatric underscore mamas, Twitter at geriatric mamas. Follow our Facebook page, Geriatric Mamas, as well as our group page. And we also have YouTube which is also Geriatric Mamas. Go figure. And (laughs) if you have a topic idea you'd like us to discuss, are interested in being a guest, or simply have a funny geriatric story to tell, you can contact us on our website at Be Our Guest. Be Our Guest. Be Our Guest. Isn't that from like Belle or something? Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. I was actually singing that song. Yeah, I was singing the song (laughs) the other day and I knew all the words and now I don't know a single one. Those are the only words I know. Be our guest. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's all we need you to remember is be our guest. Just Go on our be website our guest. and click be our guest. Bye-bye. <laughs>